Rejection most times is the redirection we need to unlock our truest potential. Don't believe me? Life puts us in some uncomfortable and unexpected situations despite our efforts and plans. So how do we look at failures as opportunities? How do we deal with life's uncertainties, identify some losses as wins, all while not labeling ourselves as total losers or failures? You'll find out right here on Redirection with Terry Carell. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Redirection with Terry Carell. It is such a pleasure to always have you with me. Thanks as usual to all of the newbies, all of the persons who have subscribed across Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. If you've left reviews or comments or you've engaged, thank you so very much for the consideration and the encouragement. Now, I had a long discussion with our guest for today's show and that is because her life, I promise you, is as unpredictable as life itself. I am talking about Tony and Layla, who was Miss Universe Jamaica 2019 first runner-up and the Prime Minister's Youth Awardee for Excellence in Youth Development. She is a very proud graduate of the Edna Manley College of the Visual and Performing Arts, wanted to be an actress, ended up in Japan, came full circle, and now she is a full-time farmer. We're talking about from Portmore to Manchester. I hope her story inspires somebody today. So don't go anywhere. Stick and stay. We'll be right back. I am so excited to have you, Tony, and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You are like in the redirection seat. And before I actually start asking you all the questions and diving in, I think I owe it to the listeners to, to, to understand how it is I met you for them to really know why it is you're here. So I met you. Is that okay? Is that okay with you? Of course. All right. So I met you in last year, 2019. You were vying for the title of Miss Universe Jamaica. And as usual, Carl and Mark, who are the franchise holders for Miss Universe Jamaica, they always invite me to be the host. But outside of those duties, they will always say, Terry, you know, come down. We want you to meet the girls and we want you to, you know, give them a session, a branding session where you tell them the do's, the don'ts, what to expect, you know, when you go internationally, since you've had experience with Miss World. And of course, you guys get the opportunity to ask me any question any tips, any advice, right? And I always tell them, sure. I remember going to Breathless Resort because that was the resort that was hosting us last year. You yes. guys had your dinner and right after dinner, you were doing your rehearsals outside. I think it was by the pool area or you guys we were doing it outside um, the area uh, by the pool. And I remember you guys were practicing your intro. You know, you walk in and you give us your intro. Give me your intro. Can you remember it? Yes, yeah, I think so. Yeah, wait, let me get it now. Okay. Tony and Layla, 25, Manchester, Miss Love Fashion. And why I I remembered you was, apart from the fact that you were just super bubbly, like the moment you came walking down, your energy just kind of punched us in the face. I remember you were like, Manchester, Manchester, Manchester. And we were like, are you going to figure out how to pronounce 
Manchester. And then even with your last name, you were laughing at the fact that we asked you, how do you pronounce your last name? Is it Laylor or is it Layla? And you were like, me never know, you know, me never know. And I just remembered laughing so hard. And O'Neill, who was the makeup artist, looked, looked at me and he said, she reminds me a lot of you. And I said, yeah, she does, just really bubbly. And um, as I got a chance to know you ladies over the, the, the next two or three days, I realized that you, you know, knew a little bit of Japanese, um, that you were a teacher. And then I found out that you were a farmer. And I was like, what do you mean by farmer? And you were like, yes, like go coronation market and sell my produce. And for persons who are listening, who are like, well, you know, what's coronation market? You want to, to explain to them what coronation market is? Yes. Okay. So Coronation Market, I would say, is the grand market, is the number one market in the heart of Jamaica, Kingston. And you can get from a pin to an anchor there. We have it all. Exactly. Sweet potato, Irish potato, carrot, you name it, we have it. And I must say, it's the cheapest market in Jamaica, just in case. Yeah, I know. You have to know. Absolutely. And I was going to say, it's a big part of our culture. So there are persons who reserve days. And they go very early in the morning and they, you know, the, the best produce is out. And of course, you have your higglers or your vendors who are out there to sell to you as you pass, right? So imagine I am looking at Tony and Layla, a young lady, beautiful, gorgeous body, great personality, speaks very well. And I'm just like, I can't even picture her on a truck or with her boots in Coronation Market. But I thought that that is what made you extremely different. That's what, to me, made you stand out um, in the competition because I thought that you were the perfect example to inspire girls that, you know, farmers don't mean all men, you know, which is usually what we think farmers are. Like, we always think men and we always kind of think old and we think rural and we think, some people think illiterate. And so I thought what you offered was this new, fresh perspective of, of, of I can be beautiful, but I can be a farmer. I can be beauty pageant, but I can make sure that I make my produce um, work and you are actually helping to just feed a nation. And so I'm very excited to have you on the show. And I just had to kind of let them know that I absolutely love and adore you, especially when you brought your fruits the day before the grand coronation. We're doing our rehearsals and you said, Terry, I brought you more fruits. And they were like the sweetest. So we're going to get into the conversation. You right, Terry? Ready. Yes or no? Did you see farming in your future? No, none at all. Not at all. So, so you grew up, um, based on our conversation, you grew up in a single parent home. So tell me about um, your family, you know, how you grew up. Okay. I grew up in Greater Portmore um, in a single parent family. My mother as the head, every single morning she'd leave the house at about 4 a.m. to head to St. Elizabeth or Manchester, Trelawney, to buy yam, bananas, the, the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. Anything she could get, she would buy it because she said every penny adds up. Mm -hmm. And come back into Kingston to head to the market. I'd be home hours waiting on her. So this is me. Whenever I fall asleep, I'm out. So I'd stay up until 1, 2 in the morning waiting on her to get home. Some of the times I'd call, she'd say, boy, you just saved me from my truck. I'd call mm. her and she said, boy, I stopped on the highway. I had to get some rest. 
So I'll come in in the morning. So I'd stay home every single evening. I'd go by the nursery. I'd pick up my siblings. I'd go home. That's where I learned to cook. I eat a rice and I eat an egg. You know, <laughs> making dinner, that kind of stuff. Help them with homework. Get them showered and in bed. And I just wait upon my mother. She'd get home late. Sometimes she don't come in. And when she does, she sleeps for an hour or two, and then she's off to the market. Wow. So you grew up, how many siblings? How many siblings did you have? I have two younger brothers and a sister. Right. So you were four. And so you basically grew up seeing mommy work extremely hard. Extremely from, hard. Right. Move from St. Catherine, because Greater Pomo is in St. Catherine, and go to the different um, parts of the island to get the best deals, the best bargains, the best produce, to then come back in to sell. And that is how she basically maintained the household. Yes. And while she was doing that, you were kind of filling the gaps for your siblings. I was. I was. I, I was the mother and the father. I, the mother I was, and I the father. The, wait, or, wait, or maybe I was the mother and she was the father, right? Yes. <laughs> I, I think of it that way. Yes. So, so, so you are going through high school and you would have been attending high school in, in Portmore. Yes. Right? No, usually when you see high schoolers, you know, um, having coming from a single parent household is never something weird because a lot of us, myself included, grew up with, with our mothers only. At any point in time, did you ever feel a little bit cute, as we would say, or a little bit shame that your mommy was a vendor or as we would have said in Jamaica, a higgler? None at all. None at all. I embrace that fully. I have teachers who... Shout at me ever so often because Tony and you talk too much. Or <laughs> Tony and you're late for class, and I'm late because on that morning, mommy was sleeping on the highway, so she had to go straight to the market. So I had to get the kids ready to send them to, to bring them to school before I go to school. Mm-hmm. Then I'd sit and she's like, I would shout at you and I'd run you out here, but I don't even know how to get you on your own side. Because your self-esteem and your self-confidence is so high through this roof. You know, so I have moments like that. Even when my mother do, um, she brings in June plums and mangoes. I take some of the mangoes and peel the June plum, put them in separate bags and take them to school. And lunchtime, listen, over here, over here. Oh, so you are doing a little selling too. Yes. So so basically because of your, you know, you are seeing your mom um, work the way she did. You basically had an entrepreneurial spirit and you got that from your mom. I had, I did. And I was very proud of the fact. I was very proud. I was too excited. Um, I was mostly excited because I saw that she was happy doing that, what she was doing. Mm-hmm. But nowadays when I talk to her, I'm like, oh, yeah, but you love this. She's like, I didn't really love it because it's a lot of work, but I had to love it because that's what provided for you guys. That's what gave me my independence. Wow. That's a big speech. And you know, you want me to tell you why that's a big speech? Because there's a lot of conversation in the space, of course, um, you know, with a lot of persons saying, you know, find your passion, find your passion. And once you find your passion, you know, go out and, you know, be fruitful. And, and, and a lot of the times, really and truly, some people either don't know what their passion is or sometimes they just have to make ends meet. And it means doing things that maybe you're not passionate about, but you have to learn to love it. Because of what it provides for you. So big up to mommy, wherever mommy is right now, you know, that's fantastic. So you're now 17, you know, this is the, this is the liberty. You, you're taking care of your siblings. You have a very close relationship with your siblings and you are filling the gap as a teenager while mommy is still doing the hustling. But at 17, mommy comes in and she says, what? 
At 17, mommy comes in and says, the bill's piling up. I can't do this anymore. It's very dangerous. I have to move to the country. That's where it's going to be better for us. I'll have more time for you guys. I can try to send you guys to a better school. We'll have a better life because this isn't working out. It's dangerous for me and it's not working out pretty much. And when she said, Tony, you're going country. No, no, no. Come on now. Tell me exactly how you feel because you're getting poor more and poor more is urban. Moving to the country. It's not working out. She said it. And I was saying, what country? Which country are we moving to? She said, Manchester. We're like, Manchester where? We've never been to Manchester. Never. Um, so I said, mommy, we're in Manchester. She says, we has to go. We have to go. And she brought some banana boxes, like a whole lot of cardboard boxes and packed them inside the living room. And she's like, put your stuff in these. Not even a suitcase. If she brought a suitcase or said, oh, you know, pack your stuff in your bag. It wouldn't feel that. Banana boxes, for no, pack up on the things in the banana boxes. In the banana boxes, because they'll hold better in the vehicle. How did your siblings manage it? I mean, I know you're the eldest. Um, so, like, how, what was the difference between how you managed it and how your siblings managed the news? So, my siblings were losing it. They were saying, Mommy, no, why? They were depressed. They were crying. They were crying. And I was saying, no, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. You know, it's going to be good. We're going to the country. It's going to be good, right? But at that time, I was very nervous. I was very disappointed. I was brokenhearted because I used to do dancing before that. Mm-hmm. I was dancing with Institute of Jamaica. I was dancing with my high school. I was very involved in the arts. I was dancing with Portmore dancers. I was involved in all the events. I performed at Grand Gala five years. I performed at Grand Jubilee. I was always into it. Dancing Tony and acting Tony. And so... Right, because you, you even said that at the age of 14, your mom, your, your mom, you, you said, actually took you out of your extracurricular activities because your grades were falling. Yes. So I went from second place in my class to 31. And there were 32 oh, kids wow. in the class. 32. And mommy, boy, I don't know. Boy. <laughs> like, Tonyan, this is the end of dancing. It's not going to happen anymore. And I know, like, no, I understand why. And I said, mommy, that's so cruel. Why you would do that? And she knows how much I love it. Mm-hmm. But I think at that time, it was her kind of assurance to make sure that I get the best education. I'm able to do this and that so that I can in turn help the family. Right. So when I was from second place in the class to 31, that's, that's, that was awful. So she said, you have to come out of dancing. You have to be home every single day, three o'clock, like three o'clock. But what, what, so what if I keep dancing on the veranda? I don't think she knew that I meant it seriously. She's like, anything you want to just make sure say three o'clock every day you're right here so okay so i started rounding up the people in my community the kids i'd go from door to door hi i'm tony and i live over that side i'm i live at lot 102 and i'm having a dance class on my veranda and i want to invite people and i know you have kids here and then i will never forget one lady she said to me what kind of dance class do you have any dance experience and i was 14 and i think i said something like yes i danced with the institute of jamaica for seven years i was dancing with four more dancers and i was also dancing with ascot high school which is the number one performing arts <laughs> in catherine well you little but you're tired <laughs> and she said okay 
tomorrow, tomorrow, me send them come. And it started from there on my veranda terry with six children. Then I got eight to moving to the side. You know how those blocks are in Portmore? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You have the road in the middle of the two blocks. My mother bought about four rolls of linoleum. So every evening... No, but, but, but Tony, but Tony, you lucky? Because some parents would have been like, wait, but where are you going with all of these people in my yard? My, listen, for one, my mother was very, my mother was very, very supportive. Always awesome. very supportive. But also, it was very good for her because the noise on the veranda is going to cause her to lose it inside. So it's best. Let me buy you the linoleum. It's fine, my darling. Just You can just stay right out there. And, so, so, and, and this is something that you were doing for your community and you started this at the oh age of 14. Terry, I grew from six to nine. I had more people. I was, at first when I started, I just started it like dancing because I want to dance and I love dancing and I love the art. And then I started getting people and they're like, what are we practicing for? What are we training for? I'm like, JCDC Dance Festival. That's what we're going to do. And just like that, Terry, at 14 years old, I got a standing ovation in Little Theatre as the youngest registered dance choreographer and I received a national gold medal. But I never true. even know this. Hold on. Yeah. So, so let me add, so hold on, hold on. What you're saying to me is your little ticky ticky group that you just walk around and say, come make we just do something because as far yes. as you're concerned, you want to make sure that you are still in touch with your, you know, with the arts. Yes. And and you, your mother said, listen, you're gonna come home and you're gonna do this. Do you think that if your mommy never gave you that ultimatum, do you think that that would have happened? It wouldn't have happened. Everything happens for a reason. Every single thing happens for a reason. And I have no regrets. Trust me. Even that disappointment is kind of interesting because even that disappointment with your mom saying you need to get your butt home at three o'clock, look at what it mushroomed to be. Oh, it was amazing. And what? that, okay, so you see, while I was having the, when we went to the Little Theatre to perform at the competition, I have some cousins from the country, so they came. Listen, half of the Little Theatre was for us because everybody from everywhere had to come because I know a dance teacher. I am a dance teacher. And they said, um, you can't bring this to country. Come, come teach country. We want this at country. So the next summer, the, the, the dance group, is now in Clarendon, Jamaica, Iron Gate, Clarendon. And we started there, it was about nine little kids. Mm -hmm. And then I had bigger people like adults coming and saying, we want to be in other dance, do we want in other dance? To older people, I had people like about 50 years old saying oh, they want to be in the me. dance. No, but Tony, you forgot to teach me some moves, man, Tony. You forgot to teach me some moves. No, that's fantastic, man. Yeah, man, and it grew from there to different Blackwoods, Bedford Crawl, Plowden, Cross Keys. Every summer, it would be a different location. And did you understand, I mean, you would have been very young at the time, but as you sit in front of me right now and you, you look back, do you understand what that must have meant for communities that were probably underserved? or underprivileged or did not have access to the arts. So you might have saved lives with persons who might have otherwise took up like a badness and they would have gotten into bad company just by having an area where people could come together and dance and be proud about something else. Like, have you ever thought about the lives that you've touched inadvertently? Yes. Once, just once before it was just my way of life. It was just doing what I love and inspiring people really. Um, when I was in Miss Universe, 
someone messaged me and I'm like, this name looks so familiar. And they said, it's me. The guy said, it's me, man, Chungi. <laughs> Chungi, I know that name. And he said, you changed my life so much. Thank you so much. I live in Cayman now with my wife and nice. my daughter. You changed my life. You have no idea how much. Oh, you have no idea how I could have been dead, how much badness I could have done. And I'm living my best life now. You have no idea how much corned beef sandwiches saved my life. So that corned beef sandwich came from my mother. No matter wherever we were going, my mother would stay up the night, prepare sandwiches, oh juice, all of that and show up. And every, every so often, you want juice, you want water. And some of it, I never forget one time I said to my mom, you don't have to pressure yourself and that's okay. And she's like, no man, no man. But I think she knew, she knew that I was changing life. She knew it. She knew what it meant. She honestly knew what it meant. Even if you didn't honestly understand it. Your my mother didn't grow with her mother. She doesn't know her father. She's, I think she has been to about 10 different households living with different people her pretty much her reality wasn't pleasant growing mm-hmm, up mm-hmm. so i think she knew and she understood it so so this, so this is the life that you are leaving behind so this you when your mommy comes and tell you listen we are a country we are going manchester yes. and not and not mandeville not to be confused with mandeville because everybody always, right, because people always talk about Mandeville. Now, for persons who are not aware, you know, Mandeville is like, it is the, the, the area. City. It's a city. Yes. It's a city of a cool, cool Mandeville. But outside of Mandeville is what we would consider rural, right? Like, bush. Yes. Very so, rural. So now you're leaving behind everything that you built over the summer, you know, all of these persons, these mentees, this is what they would have become. And now your mother said, pack up your little banana boxes. We're heading to Manchester. So tell me about getting into Manchester. Okay. Getting into Manchester. Okay. Driving to the country. I'd look on the sides and I'd see the coast passing, goats. Um, as far as I could see, I'd see leaves and I'd like, mommy, what are those? Because I know that's not grass. She'd be like, that's sweet potato. That's Irish potato. I'm like, whoa, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. And then I was, I had to pass Wigton Wind Farm mm-hmm. to get to my house. So I'm like, whoa. What? I, I've never seen anything like that. I mean, only encourage the corded dog. You see that kind of window, that big one. But definitely not in real life. I'm like, this is so cool. So you were excited. They weren't having it. They weren't having it at all. I was very excited. Yes, I was. I was. I was, no. Before, I was very disappointed. But along the journey, on my way there, I saw so much things. It was just so cool to me. Right. My siblings weren't having it at all. I'd say, look at the cows. Look at the cows. Oh, that's so nice. Oh, look at that. Look at that. They're like, not today. Not really. Not really. They still weren't feeling it. But I I actually like like the fact that you move from being disappointed to looking at this as a new adventure, certainly something to learn from. But I think it's also important to also to, to, to state that when you were in Portmore, your mom used to buy from farmers and then sell back in the market. Yes. But now you guys were moving to Manchester because she actually wanted to farm on her own. Yes. Even though she never have a clue. None at all. So then how it work out? So then how it work? Well, uh, when we got there, she said, okay, 
So at least these two acres of land, it was right in front of the house. So she said, at least these two acres of land are going to plant sweet potato. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to plant too. I want to plant too. And I know she was so excited. Like now I'm thinking, Abby, she was so excited. I'm mm-hmm. like, I want to plant too. I'm going to plant, um, I soon tell you. And I did my research and I said, okay, cucumbers is my thing. I want to plant cucumbers because it only takes six weeks versus sweet potato which takes six months Mm -hmm. so i want my money quick and fast ready let's do this and i dig in i planted cucumbers and i'd come out every listen you know how my mother have to wake up every single morning for school yes i no no more i wake up the entire house now when i wake up every morning open the gate um, I bought a water boot because I was so ready. I was like a real farmer now, you know. <laughs> so I buy a water boot. I even bought an overall. I bought one for the rain. You took it serious. Very serious because I'm ready. I'm farmer Tony. <laughs> and I was going well and I started seeing them blossom. Some cute little yellow flowers. They were beautiful. And I was so, I was so excited about it. And they were coming on well, but I just wouldn't see the cucumbers coming <laughs> up. And Somebody came to the house. We weren't that familiar with the neighbors as yet, but he came and I said, do me a favor. I don't know why. I just thought everybody in the country is a farmer. So I just say, um, I have some cucumbers. I want you to look at it for me, please. Just tell me what you think. You like them? I'm like, boy, that I'm going to tell you the truth. This is not work out. This is not going to catch, man. This is not catch. And I, I was so confused. I was saying, why? But It's blossoming. See you see the flowers. It coming. Uh, yeah, but he was saying like the, some of the weed, um, it's too weeded, it won't weed out. Um, the roots start to burn. This, it, it, you're not gonna get this, not gonna come. This, not gonna come. So, okay, watch me. I'm gonna show you how to be a farmer. And every single month, Terry, I went to the Rada store and I bought, I saw a fertilizer and a little bag, a little blue dust. And I'm saying, that is what I'm going to use and a plant fertilizer and every morning I'd mix it and throw it in the root the different roots mm-hmm. and then I saw one like a little cucumber coming up a little one and I'm like listen to me listen nobody to can me. chat to you nobody can listen. chat to you <laughs> and the way I would like every other root I'd just put one cup of water but that one I'd put like about three or four I'm like I'm gonna show you people how it's done um, but actually it didn't work out at all I got nothing from it Terry nothing at all i don't know what happened i'm still confused because i think somehow you know through the process i told him i saw him again and i tell him the cooking was coming on because i see one and he said really and i said yeah man so up to now i still think probably he right. wanted to prove a point you know probably yes. and when you're when i you're, don't know what happened but and when your cucumber um died and it never catch as the man told you it wouldn't how did it did it uh, deflate did it deflate yeah did it deflate your um confidence in being a farmer yes it did terry farming is a gamble it's a it's a gamble yes i was discouraged but i still wanted to be a farmer i still had that drive i was so i was just intrigued by everything but and is this because you wanted to be a farmer or because you wanted it to carry you somewhere else as a vehicle yes i've wanted to be an actress my entire life a big hollywood actress you know um oscars and all what you mean of course yes and my mother she always said she's never had the opportunity to 
she have never had the opportunity to go to college, college. never had that chance mm-hmm. or anybody in my family so she's always wanted that for me and she said i'll try my best to pay in the very first year of college but after that you'll have to get some scholarship for student loan i don't know you young people know the things but i'm only doing one year right and did and it was it a traditional college or was it a different kind of was it an unconventional college where where, where did you yes it was edna manley college of the visual and performing arts yes so that's ma'am. yes the only one of its kind in the english-speaking caribbean no but you're the spokesperson for for edna <laughs> and you would have done school of drama because you always wanted. wanted to be an actress so when you are now planting your little cucumber and you were very excited about being a farmer it's because you were actually trying to amass money in order to go back yes. to Kingston to go to yes. Edna. So I had I said this cucumber is not going to work out so I need to figure it out. So I moved to chickens. I'm like chickens. I, I was thinking of it. Listen, that's how I became friends. Like everybody in the community became my friends. Mm-hmm. I'd just be driving and I see somebody and I stop and talk. Walking and just talk. I'm like I'm interested in doing chickens. What do you think? And they're like, "Oh, is a better money, you know? How you can all get 500, 600,000, you know? Can't no, bother with a bit of money." So, wow. I'm like, "Okay." But but chickens are so cute, especially when they're brand new. So yeah, cute. and plus you never want to wait so long. You want the money coming very quickly. Quick and fast. Quick and fast. I can't and wait a year. So I bought two, 300 chickens and I raised them over the six weeks and it came well. Out of 300, a lot of times when you do chickens, you lose, you could lose half or mm-hmm. all of them, depending on the weather, a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I got about 280 something chickens, which was a lot. But the pricing at the time, there was like a flood on the market. Everybody had it. And the price that they were offering wasn't that good. I made a profit, but it, it was wasn't that much. Thing. And Tony, at this time, you were trying cucumber. Then you were like, no, okay, let me try my hand at chicken. You had absolutely no qualification, no knowledge. None at all. This was just you saying, let me try a thing in order to get to Edna Manley. Yes. All right, ma'am. So it's almost just, like mommy, well, just like how you said, mommy, it was not her passion necessarily to have been a higgler selling produce, but she knew she had to do what she had to do in yes. order to take care. So this almost became the same kind of um, situation for you where it was like, yo, this is not really what I am passionate about necessarily, but so true. it will get me where I need to go. So you buy your chicken them and you don't see a big profit. And then Christmas coming in slowly. And what to do, what to do. Somebody suggested layer folds. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good one. Eggs. I tried everywhere, Terry, and I couldn't get it. And they're like, it's coming close to Christmas. They're all booked out. You can't get any, so you'd have to wait until next year. And I'm like, no, I need the money now. So me walking through Mandeviton negotiating with every farm store, I need some chickens. I need some layer folds. Like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, how much do you normally sell it for? They say $190 somewhere there. I'm like, I'm going to pay $200. Yes, ma'am. Listen, and when I get my $200 layer fall, Terry, <laughs> oh my, the Christmas was good. That Christmas was a good Christmas. Best Christmas ever. Yes. And that's why I start putting the things together. And I'm like, okay, this morning we're going to double it. So what are we going to do next? And then my mother's sweet potato came in. Remember that crap she planted while I was doing the cucumbers? That came in. 
Right, that's the one that you said you weren't waiting that long because it was six months and you not you not into that. Not at all. When she got those, um, she said, I, you know, I was asking her because my mother is like my best friend, you know, so we talk about everything to the mm-hmm. team. So I was asking her, you know, you know, how much you spend, how much you think you make, how did it go? Yes. All the questions you can imagine. I'm like, wow. And then there were a lot of people passing because even while she was selling the sweet potato, I remember a lot of vehicles were passing and they're like, they want some to buy for exporting. They want some to, um, some other persons want it for the market. Too many people wanted it. It was in high demand. She didn't have hand to sell it. Wow. And I'm like, wow, that's what I want to do. That's what I'm going to do. Listen, I even gave the people who came to buy from her my number. The one yes. that didn't get through. I'm like, call me in six months' time. Call yes. me. Yes. You are um, a real businesswoman, though. Real businesswoman. And that's what happened. And I did it, Terry, and it worked. I, oh, no. I planted sweet potatoes, carrots, tomatoes. And these are things that you're just learning. And this is, these are things that you're just trying your hand at. Like, you're probably either Googling or researching and asking other people questions. Yes. To try For your me, hand. just word of mouth, Terry. Just asking questions. Because at that time... I wasn't so phone savvy at all. <laughs> so, just asking questions, just asking. So I'd even pass somebody in the ground and I'd just stop and talk. But you, know, but you know, it's interesting and it, it sounds very simple and it may be very simple to you because maybe it's your personality, but a lot of persons stay in the same position they are, stagnant, never moving, never upgrading, never getting to their next level because they do not ask. Because of the spirit of pride, or because they're afraid they look shame or they're afraid of, you know, of what people might say. They are afraid to say, I do not know what that is. I do not understand. Can you explain it to me? And I think the fact that you are just so free in asking, can you help me? I think it, it, it allowed you to be open to receive. And as simple as that sounds, a lot of persons are in the same position or because they do not seek advice mm-hmm. from the right people. So you make your money. So how Edna, so how Edna, Edna looking like it, yeah, it, it looks, coming round? Yes, it does. Um, at the time, the tomatoes didn't work out, the sweet peppers didn't work out, but for what did work out, did work out. Nice. And I, I, was, I had to stay on campus because I couldn't go from Kingston to Manchester every day. So mommy had to you know, fitting. Mm-hmm. But it was still good because remember, she had promised to pay that very first year of college. Right. So now she only had to assist me. Nice. And I got in. And what was that transition that like? From country to Kingston? Well, not just that, but because I know that you're very close to your siblings and know what, oh and you're, you're helping your mom on the farm. And remember, it's now both of you tilling this soil and both of you harvesting. And now you are going to be removed um for weeks even though you're gonna probably try to go home you're now removed and so what was that transition like yes you're getting into edna yes you're getting one step closer to your dream of being an actress but how to go work out for the family you know that was the rough part that was the only rough part of transitioning for me right so no yeah continue so now you're going to college when i'm moving to college you know we we brought the stuff because I brought up some suitcases and that kind of stuff and it, both of them sat I'm in I'm happy the they were banana room. boxes. No, Terry, no. Oh my. No, this time it was a suitcase. This time it was two suitcases. Yes. Terry, and you know what? 
I bought those two suitcases with my own money. Look at that. Upgrading our life. <laughs> so when they came in the room, they were sitting on the bed and my mother went downstairs and they were saying, please, we can't stay. We want to stay. I'm saying, you can't stay. <laughs> if you could, I would. And then I was starting to ask my mother to let me get a house to rent somewhere. And she's like, listen, if you're not staying on campus, you're not staying in Kingston. So I made them a promise. I said, I'm, I'm going to come home every single Friday. Wow. I'll be here at your school to pick you up every single Friday. And Terry, keeping that promise, it wasn't keeping the promise that was the challenge. It was just what I had to do to keep mm-hmm. the promise. Mm-hmm. So every evening after school, my, my class, my last class on Friday would end at 10. Mm-hmm. Midday. When it ends, then I'd go downtown. So this is my very first experience going downtown after class um, one Friday. I'm walking and then somebody says, Indian! Indian! So I'm looking and I'm like, who? Indian! So I see somebody waving from a truck, the big market truck. So I'm like, hi. They're like, wait, are you? Because that's what they call my mother, Indian. Mm-hmm. So she said, you just moved down, sir. Indian daughter. I'm like, oh yeah, that's me. She's like, oh, the truck I got on. Come, come. Oh, so I'm you like, hit a okay. ride on the market on the market truck? I had no idea where the truck. She said the truck was going, but my very first experience, Terry. I don't even know this lady. And best believe, I hold on to the rope and I swing up on the truck. The experience was good. <laughs> so let me it guess. Was so nice. So Tony, let me guess. Every Friday, as soon as school done, let me guess. You make sure you itch up wherever the truck went past and get a free Every ride. single Friday. To Manchester. Oh my. So, you know, whenever I go downtown and I don't see the truck, I vex. Mm-mm. Because now I have to take the bus. Right. So and you did that. It. And you did that for four years because if, if my memory serves me correctly, if you are at the school of of drama, and of course you're learning um, formal, mm-hmm. you're learn form, you're learning formally how to to be become an actress. For four years, you took a truck or a bus, mm-hmm. public transportation, to get down to, to to make sure that you honored your commitment, which was every weekend. I would be down. And I want to ask you this because at this time you're young, you're beautiful, right? You're on dorm, girl, social activities, carnival, wet party, soca fete, all kinds of things are happening. So at this time, most girls and, and boys, certainly young, young teenagers at this age, they're looking to hang out and have parties. So did you ever yeah, feel, I tell you. yeah, like, like, did you ever feel like, wow, you know, I would just love to not be an adult. Like, can I just be young and free like everyone else rather than having to go down every single weekend for my siblings no. and my mom. I didn't see it as a burden at all because I wanted to. I miss them so much. Like right throughout the week, they'd come. Sometimes they'd cry. I'd be on the phone in the evenings doing my homework and assisting them with their homework. I enjoyed it. But the part that wasn't so enjoyable was the pressure my friends, every single Friday. It's like they have a list. I don't know where they get these parties, but they know what event is on on Friday, what's on Saturday, <laughs> and what's on Sunday. And they know the hottest and the latest stuff. So they're like, we need to go. Tony, and please, just stay this week. Just stay this week. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't. I can't. Um, to, to commit 
to have your word be your bond and to have that level of integrity and credibility, even though you did teeth them in your arm down. You know, the, the fact that, you know, once your character said, once I commit to this, I am going to honor it. I think that is um, amazing. And I don't know if anyone has ever told you that, but that, that is probably one of your strongest um, suits because you're still like that even to this day. Mm-hmm. You make me want ball. You make me want ball. So you do the four years. You do the four years at Edna Man. Four years. And that's how I sent myself through college for the four years. Farming and sending myself to school. I paid the rest of the tuition on my own. Wow, but so still. Farm, still. Uh-huh. Wow. So I go down on Fridays, except for that one weekend. I'd go down on Fridays and fr- I'd go down on Fridays, surprise them, have something to eat, go home. Friday night is just chit chat, watch movie, enjoy Friday night. Then Saturdays, early morning, bush, whole day. That's just the business day. That's my farming day, grown. And then on Sundays, I have two schools in the area that mm-hmm. I um, volunteer. So Tony, you are telling me that between the ages 18, 19, you are going to school to pursue your, your desire to be an actress, right? And that's not yes. easy. So you're keeping up with your studies, right? You yes. are not failing out of class. You're keeping no. up with your studies. Every Friday, despite everything that's happening on the weekend, and of course, there would have been peer pressure because you're missing out, right? You're missing out on life. A whole lot. You jump on a bus, you jump on a truck, you go down to, to, to your farm because you, you, that is a commitment that you made to your family. On Saturday, you get up early morning and you hit the farm because this is really what is going to keep you in school. And then on yes. Sunday, instead of you just chillaxing because you have to get back now to get ready for school Monday, you are now volunteering. The same thing you used to do when you were 14, 15, 16 every yes. summer. You are now trying to set up some access to arts in yes. the community. Yes, My sir. word. So then let me ask you this now, Tony. You graduate. Boom. Four years degree. Four years. Only four years. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And may may God's people say amen. So now for all of us and for those of us who got through the school, got through the struggle, graduate, especially like with you having to work in order to pay your own way because you never get no scholarship. You now graduate and you say, yes, my boss now. So now I'm going to become an actress. So what do you think? Because remember, as you said, farming was something you were fascinated with. What you realize is something that could get you to your dream. So now you get your degree and you are like one step away from becoming an actress. So what are some of the things that you did and, you know, that to, to, to position you to become that actress? All right, Terry. Through Edna Manley College, I, I went to too many auditions. I can't even count. And after Edna Manley College, twice that, twice that, times it by five. Too many auditions, believe me. And every time I'd go audition, I'd be like, yep, I nail it. I know I nail it. Terry, I was, well, you don't know until you know. But I within yourself thought that I them all. Mm -hmm. And I was always waiting on a call and I couldn't get that call. And I was staying in Kingston at the time. And just like in college, so when I, when I, on Mondays, when I come into Kingston, I come in Monday morning, every Monday morning on the truck. And after I finish selling whatever I carry up, 
I'm always late for class on Monday. God bless that teacher soul. I had to pull him one side and explain to him that, listen, on Monday mornings, that's what I sell. That's when I sell what I reap. So just please bear with me. And you know, that's the only class I got at A. Wow. I guess because I was so understanding. You know, when when you have somebody in your corner, you feel that kind of support. It feels good and it makes you want to do harder and push more. Yeah, man. And I, and I, and I think also it is the fact that it's not like you are asking for a bligh and loafing. It was you saying, I am serious about the work. I just kind of need a little bit of leeway with the time. So I think he still saw you putting in the work. And because of that, it made it easier for him to say, all right, just get the work done. Yes. That is tremendous. You saw you sell Monday and then you're coming. All right, and I'm on. selling during the week as well, because during the week I have somebody that I asked to attend to my crops for me so whenever the truck is coming in or my mother is coming into kingston i'd ask her to whatever i'm reap whatever ready just send it up so she'd send it up with me said terry mm-hmm. terry pretend you're on the truck she yes. sent it up with terry for me and i go to the market and collect it and wednesday night whichever night she sent it up i'd go to the market get ready that's wholesale market so that is happening in the night Wait until class finish, study, do a little work, and then get myself ready, my long sleeve, because the night is going to be cold. And if you don't finish selling at 10, 11 o'clock, you'll be at the market until in the morning. What? So it's regular I sleep down a Carnation market for a bag of potato or a bag of pumpkin under my little sheet. To make sure that I sell what I need to sell, to hurry and be there get back, class. Get back to class. And I keep doing these auditions, Terry, and I'm trying. And I never forget one of the times they said that there was a big movie producer here. And he's from Hollywood. Oh, my. Terry, I did my hair for the audition. I did my nails. I made sure I was ready for the part. And I think I got number 169. And I was waiting outside in a Terry, and trust me. I remember the lady coming in and she said, okay, 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 okay. In Jamaica, Terry, believe me. She come in and she said, hello, hello, hello. All right, well, time is coming in and we're wrapping up. So um, I only need the pretty girls. So you come, you come, you come, Terry. I was not one of the pretty girls, honestly. Wow. I need Tony. the pretty girls, honestly, Terry. But Tony, I am looking at you right now on my screen in your good clean skin and your beautiful freckles and i'm like how she look over maybe you weren't at the front maybe she didn't see you because maybe you were situated in the back listen and these are my friends so when she said you come you come because i was very expressive so i said wait so my friends were there so they said what so i said wait she never see me so (laughs) i was right Terry, so she's coming out the room. So I run her down right to the door. So when she reached to the door now, I said to her, excuse me, miss, um, you didn't see me. She said, oh no, the time is wrapping up, baby. I said, no, but you said the pretty ones. And she said, she no, said, you're oh. ugly. No. She said, um, oh, um, okay, you come. So my friend that was there, I said, come, come, come. She said, me not come. I said, come. Me not come. She all right. Terry, I grab my bag and I run. You are a go-getter though. Like that's a serious person because I can only imagine some girls who might have been blown. As in Terry, it was so insulting the way she said it, and there were so many people inside the room. So Terry, to, to, but Tony, what made you despite the insults? You know, what made you have the audacity to go to this woman and say, Oi, you know, Sime, you never know, Sime. 
At first, when I heard she said pretty, you, 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 and you, but everybody was like, whoa, what? I was like, hello, hello. <laughs> Did you not see Natasha Lester daughter right here? <laughs> so you go in, so you run behind, she says, okay, fine. Says, and okay. I wait upstairs. And you know how this lady say? I was upstairs waiting and waiting. And she told me upstairs again while I was waiting. Baby, the time is wrapping up. She told me and a different girl. The girl, when I was calling my friend and my friend didn't come, another girl, she said, Mia, come. Ah, uh, she took the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then she said, um, I'm sorry. No, the time is wrapping up, baby. The time is wrapping up. I said, Miss, I come from far. I'm coming from Manchester. And I do my hair for this. And my nails. Why? And then she said, oh, okay, but the way how she do it, Terry is like, you know, when you're not getting it, but you're going to do it anyway. That's she's how she doing you a favor. So, so at this point in time, even though she's still being rude, she's kind of doing you a courtesy. It's like, all right, fine. Since she's here, let us just make her feel like, make her go through the little emotions, but we really not going to choose her. Terry, and you know, I'm going to do it even extra and even more. So when I go in and them give me the script, and I look at it. He said, you finished? I said, yes. He said, are you ready? I said, born ready. Because the lady was inside the room to in a terry. She was inside the room. I said, born ready. And Terry, and to be honest, if I have never nailed any audition, that I was nail it. it to the G. Right. But when I come out and I go downstairs to my friends, I said, listen, Hollywood, here I Come. come. <laughs> You know? Oh, so did you get the call? Do I even ask the question? Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm still oh. waiting. Ay, ay, ay. Mm-hmm. So did you... So at this time, because this is rejection, right? This is where you go to school for. Mm-hmm. Only you go to school for it, but you're really good at it. Like, you have a natural gift, and you can own a role, and you can make it yours, and you can deliver I know you're getting poof, buff, left, right, center. They might tell you, say, you're not pretty. They're basically telling you, you are not good enough. Exactly. After a while, even somebody like you, when you started saying that, you know, you're born with confidence, you ever have your confidence, you're optimistic. Was there a time when you were like, you know what, this is it. Like, this is it. I can't continue to spend money and, you know, take my time and my effort and my energy for people to keep on rejecting me. Like, this is it. I'm not going to meet Tyler Perry. I'm not going to meet Oprah. I'm not going to meet Steve Harvey. Like, I'm just, I'm peacing out. I was moving. My friends got a job. Um, they applied for teaching jobs here in Kingston, Terry. Um, they te- they're still teaching at different schools here. Um, they said, listen, there's a house that you can rent. Um, they found it. It has like four different bedrooms and then you share the kitchen and all of that stuff. Um, let's do it. And we can apply for teaching drama in the different schools. I'm like, no. That's not. I don't want to be a teacher. And Terry, maybe because I know money, because I've been handling money and I've been making my own money, I know how it how it is and how it feels. I said, listen, you see, the moment I start teaching and making my own money, mm-hmm. I probably become complacent and I probably forget what I really want. And then That's I stop true. chasing it because I get comfortable. Mm-hmm. So no, Terry, I said, listen, I'm going back to country because when I'm in the country, I'm definitely not going to get comfortable. So let me go there. It will keep giving me that motivation. Keep you on your toes. Keep you on your yes. toes. So after your four years, you get your degree. Nothing though come out of it. You go back home and now you are back as a farmer. 
But oh, Tony, I, hold on. I don't even want to cut you. Tony, you're a beautiful girl and you're a young girl. And I'm like, going to be very honest with you. We're going to talk. We're going to talk. We're going to talk okay. things straight, right? Young girl in who in a college and who in a university and all of these different things. Man, big man, man with money. Ever I look them. Let, 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 we're, going to, we're going to talk the things, right? To my listeners. Girls who are at college have men who are always seeking to pay for their tuition, take care of them, you know, give them job, X, Y, Z. And I'm looking at you and I'm like, you are the typical beautiful um, Jamaican girl who I can see a man saying, come, let me take care of you. You're too pretty for the work there. Why are you a good farming thing when you can just kick back, relax, and let me take care of you? I want you to tell me, honestly, if that is something that you experienced, and if you experienced it, like, how were you able to be like, yeah or no? I couldn't manage that kind of distraction because I had a goal. Aye. Say that again. Say that again, baby girl. Say that again. In the name of See, Jesus. I couldn't manage that distraction because I had a goal. Amen. And you see, my family, Terry, is a big, I, ha- I come from a very big family. And even now, let me show you a quick um, example. I have a cousin, she called me a couple weeks ago to ask me if I could give her some money because she wants to do CXE. I gave her the money some time ago. And then a couple weeks after, I asked her to come and give me some help because I was picking string beans. Mm-hmm. Terry, if you know anything at all about string beans, you know, so when you finish picking that, your waistline is good again. <laughs> you have to go on your knees to pick that, you know, Terry. Those trees are low. I remember wow. I said string bean light. Yes. So you have to pick a lot to get the weight. I said to her, um, the couple weeks after, listen, you see my farmer, them, them really know. So them say... Um, we're gonna cook, so make sure we have everything ready up. I'm gonna invite some woman down there, man. They don't really care if you're reaping with, with them, you know, but right. it's just the motivation, you know, the vibe, and them have them roam and the work get done. She said, Oh no, I can't come because I can't manage them work the tone, and I'm gonna just do my nails. Oh. They weren't gonna cut out for me. Oh, but but it's the money, but it's the work that makes the money that she was able to borrow. Yeah. No, not borrow, Terry. Take. Take. <laughs> and another time I went to my grandmother's house in the Christmas. So I saw her and she had on a red wig. So I said, Why? Every time me see you, you're in a different wig. And she said, Oh, yes, girl, my daughter's a Christmas. Me have a nice up. So she went outside and there was a Prada. She walked to the Prada and then she walked back. I'm going to say, Backside. <laughs> because the first time I saw her, Terry, she was coming out of her bends. Wow. When she came for the money, she came. That could have been you, so Tony. This... That could have been you, but I you want to pick string beads. You want to pick string a, beads because no. you got a goal, Terry. Because I don't want to be the one coming out of somebody's bands. I want to be the person coming out of my your own, own bands. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> amen. I said to her, say, "Whoa!" Every time I see you, I come out of a different car, mm-hmm. and she said to me. I know me tell you if I drive, I know me tell you if I drive the CM all bus. Wow. Early. You know, I was saying it as a joke, but I guess, you know, I take it upon myself to say I was the one who, that was self-inflicted because I was wow. the person who started that. 
you know, out of joy. It's not, and you know, Terry is what in the heart. That's what come out. Absolutely. Wow. And I'm me telling you, I drive the same old bus. So I drive a Toyota highest bus. I think it's probably about a Big up Toyota. Best brand ever. Best yes. brand ever. Mm-hmm. But the question for me now becomes, after you do your four years, mm-hmm. people don't look upon you and say, so you did all of that for nothing? Terry, I was in the country and my aunt called me. Mm-hmm. She called me and said, what are you doing? So I said, boy, I'm in your country. She said, you need to come up. You need to do something. What do you do with your life? What do you do? So you got college, um, college four years for the acting. And then now you're going straight back a country. Mm-hmm. So I said, no, you know. Me just a do my thing right now. Me just a work on being my own boss, buy my house, buy my car, focus on my goals right now. Cause the acting thing now work out. She said, "Oh, so might as well you just use your money where you spend to go college and buy your vehicle and buy your house. Mm-hmm. So you just waste your money then." So I was saying, "No, it's not really a waste." She said, "When you come up tomorrow, we're gonna figure out something." Listen, she had the computer ready in front of her. Yeah, address. man, because I think she sensed you were procrastinating. She sensed that you weren't going to take it seriously. Yes. Because you're handling your money, you're doing your little farming, and she just knew that you were not going to do it on your own. Mm-hmm. Terry, she had the old computer opened in front of her, the website, everything, and she's like, let's do it. So it started asking me questions like, um, describe your personality and certain things and i'm saying listen i don't know how to explain that okay let's do this another time she's like no we're doing it tonight i'm like mm-hmm. it's getting late and i have to get to the country she's saying no we're going to do it tonight so if you have to sleep here tonight you're going to sleep here because we're going to do it tonight wow. so i did the application for Ontario to go to japan and i did it the friday and this was Saturday. to go to japan as a teacher as an english teacher yes and you you're not an educator you're not qualified nor nothing what you say your auntie said, just apply. And I just applied. Wow. I did it Saturday morning. And then Sunday morning, I was on the farm. And I get a call to say. So this is me answering the phone. Hello? I said something like, hello, I walk one. And the person said, hi, this is Alexandra from US or whatever the name of the company was. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> hi, Alexandra. How are you? So I'm like, to everybody on the farm, I'm like, shh. And she said, I got the application form and I love it. I love it. And we're interested in having you as a teacher and we want to set up an on-phone interview. So let's do it. I'm like, I said, sure, I can. I'm available right now. I just find it amazing how, and I, and I don't know if, if my listeners are realizing it, that, you know, you've been redirected all over, even right now, going to doing this interview for Japan. And hearing that you got through is yet another redirection that came out of absolutely nowhere. It came from an aunt who just said, listen, you're not going to waste your time uh, for your goat and pig and chicken them. That was exactly what she said. That was exactly. Go and do something for yourself. So you do this online, you do the um, on-call interview, and then you do the in-person interview, no? Yes. I got an email one morning now saying, yes. You got through and they're interested and you'll start this day and it's real. Right. And when you got that, did you get a new sense of like a rebirth? Like a, oh my gosh, this is a great opportunity. Even though it wasn't something I had on my mind, it's something that's going to just propel me. 
Yes, definitely. Terry, I was too excited. So I called my aunt and I'm like, listen, I got to, I'm going to Japan. Would you have ever imagined at that no. time that you would be walking through or traveling to Japan? No, none at all, Terry. None at all, at all. I was just on the farm hoping that Tyler Perry would be driving past and well, and want stopped. a sweet potato, you know, <laughs> and I'd get the opportunity to just nail it right there to give him an audition while you're selling yes. him the sweet potato. Oh my yes. goodness! So you get to to Japan and you are there for how long? I stayed there for one year. I was living there and I taught English for a one complete year. From and don't say, so I can say uh, konnichiwa, hajime Konnichi. Hi, Yoroshi Kone, guys. You must. That's so cool. I don't know what you just said, but it's so cool. Oh, my God. Terry, but I see you know some Japanese yourself. A little bit. And I know sayonara. I love the languages. I love the Oh, languages. sayonara. Sayonara, sayonara. Ah, and I, and so nice, I, nice. I, I love the languages, but I think what's always um, so amazing is that in, in less than a year, you would have come off of a farm and stepped into another world where you would have picked up another language and it would be Japanese. And and listen, it wasn't easy, it wasn't easy at all. I, I, when I went to Japan, I didn't even know how to say hello mm-hmm. at all, but I wasn't nervous. I was just too excited because it was new to me. And you and also that's, showed that's, us earlier that you ask, you are somebody who, if you not understand something, chances are you're gonna say, what is this? How can I say this? And persons like that, naturally learn faster they improve faster and they grow faster facts facts but but so, let me but, but can i just show you i'm not even cutting you you but you want me to show you how god is how god is good i mean yeah. i don't know if you're a believer but i'm a believer so let me tell you how god is good the fact that you have been preparing for that season you just didn't know it yet because you did it when you were 14, you did it when you were 15, 16, 17, 18, coming all the way up. Every single time you welcomed groups of persons and you taught groups of persons and you went to different communities and you taught different communities, even though it was dance. What, yes. what was happening was that you are now being marinated and you are being prepared for another educational journey. You, know? you just weren't teaching uh-huh. dancing. And sometimes we don't see the connections because we're just in the moment. And none, none of this makes sense. It seems very random and independent, but I always think that everything's interconnected along our life. And so I think even though you probably had a big school, you are so accustomed to dealing with different personalities, different age groups. You said some were young, some people were old, some were parents. And I think it prepared you for that season that was coming years later. Terry and I was ready. So you, so you are doing your thing. You're learning Japanese. Um, but you make the cover of the Ibaraki, Ibaraki um, school board or, or magazine. Education. Yes. Out of nowhere. Terry, I, listen, I didn't even know that at the end of the school year, they have an assessment that they do with all the schools and the teachers. Okay. From the very first day I went to school, they said you should have prepared a lesson plan. And that's what I did. So when I... When I was teaching all my lessons, Terry, I tried to interject a little of Jamaican culture into my classes. So I'd have a little Jamaican dance, a little drama, some Jamaican games. Pulling on your strengths. Pulling on your strengths. Why not? And they loved it. Like even on the front page, it's a picture of myself and one of my students. On the second page, it's a picture of myself and the kids doing willy bonks. 
Willie Bones. And so you, and you got it both. You got it for most outstanding English teacher, English. no? Yes. In Whoa. the Iraqi prefecture, which is, that's over 700 schools. You who've just come off of a farm. Who, yes. Who if, who if your auntie never intervened and said, go and apply, you would and not have been in that position right now. Do you now have new goals? Do you now see a new future? Are you thinking about your farm? Are you going back? Are you still doing actual Like, where has have you had a complete reset of what life is like now? What it's going to be? Talk to me. Yes. I was, Terry. I was having a grand time. Trust me. Every single weekend I'd go out. I just walk in the community and talk to the locals. It was amazing. So I had you gonna, so much time. Right. So 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 are you gonna be a teacher for the next five years? I think in Japan they say if you stay for ten years, you actually start can you can start collecting pension actually. Yes. So like, so like are you gonna chill out in Japan? Like what what happens? Didn't your chaperone um when when you had gotten the the cover of the magazine? And you were now the um, the most like the most outstanding English teacher for for that particular um, area and that group. Um, didn't that mean that you had the opportunity or the possibility of Doing like so really many- establishing yourself in Japan? She was suggesting to me at the time. She was saying, "You know, this is amazing. Use the opportunity. Open an English school here in Japan, right here in this little city, right? Open an English school." Or she was saying, "Open a restaurant because they're so big and you see in both. That's all they talk about." Uh, Trust me. And I know you jump up. You jump up and no, you jump up and see Mr. Maker World. Um, oh my God! You say, "Well, you just go and get up and come home." I said, I'm coming home. And my same auntie said, listen, you don't have a Chikara child. You know, I'm not going to run, come back here for stay at Japan. I'm like, no, I'm going to be Miss Jamaica. And I left Japan, but I needed, I'm always saving, Terry. Mm-hmm. So I have, I'm always saving. I have no idea what I'm saving. At that time, I didn't know what I was saving for, but I'm just always saving. That's good. Well, when you don't come from much, you realize that every mickle make a muckle. So you find I'm a voracious saver because that's all I knew. You save for a rainy day because if the rainy day come, you don't have anybody else to help you and you need to help yourself. So save. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did, Terry. And I was saying, listen, so the man on my right shoulder was saying, listen, you're going to be Miss Jamaica. This is your chance. You're going to meet Steve Harvey and you're going to make your mark and you're going to meet Tyler Perry because this is happening. And boom, you become the actress on the red carpet. Okay. Just like that. Just like that. I love your spirit of audacity. I absolutely love it. And what was the man on the other shoulder saying? The man on the left was saying, but suppose you don't win. What's the backup plan? What are you going to do? So all the money that I saved, Terry, I used it and I bought a truck in Japan. In Japan? Yes, a freezer truck and I sent it to Jamaica. (sighs) I came home. I came back to Jamaica with, I think... 120 US dollars. That's it. And you invested. You invested. Back, I did. I said, okay, Mr. Maker is a thing. But I got back in about April and Mr. Maker wasn't until June. June, right. In between that time, I was farming with my mother and we we're doing it full on. And then I auditioned for Miss Jamaica. While you're farming. Miss Universe Jamaica. While mm-hmm. I was farming. Actually, I was the morning before Miss Universe Jamaica. I was on the farm. 
And my mother said, go on now, go on. The sun, don't let the sun come out Burn and catch you. you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I left and I came to Kingston and that's where I did the audition. And I was successful. You placed I second. I, I'll never forget it. Um, uh, you were definitely a front runner. Um, and I think it was because you, you, you offered a lot of different layers, which I think at an international standard, when you have a hundred beautiful girls, it's your differentiation. It is the differentiating thing that makes you stand out. And I just thought you had, and this is of course not taking anything away from Ayana Tika Garcia, who eventually won as the Miss Universe Jamaica. But I thought that your, your, your ability to have been that girl, if you had won, what that would mean for Jamaica, not just from a beauty queen standpoint, but inspiring other girls to say, hey, you can be beautiful and you can be a farmer. Like you can be totally, you know, beauty queen, do your hair and do your nails. Oh, but you can get dirty and you can mm-hmm. definitely put on your hat and put on your boots. And I, and I thought that you would have had um, a lot more depth, even going abroad. You know, who doesn't like a story of um, a beautiful woman who serves in the army or a beautiful woman who, who feeds her nation? I just thought that your story was very rich. And I know, even though I don't know what the scorecard would have been, I remember that night when you and Ayana stood together. And in my head, I was like, this could go any way. Um, and, and, and I want to know, when you heard your name called and you were second, would you have considered that of all of the disappointments and all the rejections that you would have experienced along the way, um, where does that rank in terms of biggest disappointments in your life? Well, to be honest with you, Terry, that, that, that disappointment is the only... Um, that disappointment pretty much is one of the biggest disappointments for me. It is the biggest disappointment for me. Mm -hmm. The prize or whatever it was that the winner was supposed to get her because I didn't get the crown. That wasn't the the disappointment for me. The disappointment was I wasn't getting the opportunity Mm -hmm. to meet Steve Harvey and Tyler Perry. (laughs) The goal. The goal. That was the goal. oriented. You are definitely... Yes, I I wanted that opportunity to serve on an international stage as an ambassador for the country. I love the culture. I love the people. It's what I bring with me all the time. So I wanted to share that with the world. I wanted to use that opportunity as Miss Universe Jamaica as a stepping stone. I wanted to use that as a stepping stone to network with Steve Harvey. You can imagine Steve Harvey said, Jamaica! <laughs> and I walk out Terry when I lick him down with my personality and got to be in the top five. You know, even if I didn't win the international competition. It was just to be there. It was just to be there. To, no, Terry, to, to get a foot in the door, not door. just to be there. Mm. If I went there and I didn't use that opportunity, to get in with Steve Harvey or Tyler Perry so that I could have gotten a, a step closer to that dream. Mm-hmm. No, I would have said, well. How did you process that? How did you process that disappointment that basically said, yeah, you came close, but you just weren't good enough? Just like when you were for that audition and it was like, yeah, pretty girl, pretty girl, pretty girl, you know. How did you process that? Because you gave up, you gave up Japan. 
you gave up freedom you were being paid you had i mean your your chaperone had given you suggestions of what the possibilities were and you kind of gambled on yourself you you took a bet on yourself which i think people yes. should never be afraid to do and now it didn't work out the way you thought it was going to how did you process that it was rough terry for me it was very rough um pretty much how i got over it was just being grateful terry i'm always very thankful for everything you know i'm i'm a very grateful person and that's how i that's how i got over it just being thankful you know i came this far we started at 60 i don't remember 60 something ladies and we got down to 18 and i was placed second so i had i had to be grateful very 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 grateful because it could have and should have been any one of us right you know, we did our best we did it together and what was, was just what was your biggest lesson having entered miss universe jamaica what is your biggest either lesson or takeaway i think it's just blocking out the noise mm. breaking out the noise and just always as i said remaining your authentic self composing yourself keeping it together staying in your own zone in your own circle and don't affect the nice too and as you and and as you said you know it's not over to the fat ladies things which means that you never celebrate don't lose sight don't focus. lose focus mm-hmm. you know until you cross that finish line you know don't get distracted as you rightfully say it's not over until it is over it is not over mm-hmm. until the fat ladies things mm-hmm. however even though you came second you went back to your farming and you know a conversation you're like yo we're not even just like farming and going to coronation market and lying down and doing all of that where are you now where are you now miss universal that saturday night and best believe on sunday morning i was in my yam grown weeding out and Terry it has been good it has been good now I'm doing farming full time mm-hmm. and yeah and for the most part it has been a lot about responsibility and sticking to your yes. word and but 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 the, the beautiful thing about it in our conversation prior to this interview is the fact that you guys are now elevated the type of yes we farm. are so now we yeah. full like so telling people that we are do know yeah so now I live I have four acres of land that I lease now and Oof. yes i would love to buy it soon but i'm working on that so now we we sell to the market so you know we used to sell in the market so i told my mother listen i'm miss jamaica now give me a little hold on so now we sell in the market but we sell to the higlas there uh-huh. so now we sell to the higlas maybe 20 or 30 dollar less and then they put on their markup and sell and then we also sell to restaurants and supermarket look at uno but Mommy look at her truck and i have mine look at that and i just want to point out you know coming full circle when you started your story your mother was a higlo/vendor who bought from a farmer and what yes. she did was she moved because she wanted ownership even though she was leasing the land she wanted ownership from the first process the first step and and basically what has happened now is that you guys have been able to position yourselves the way she had to buy from persons at the beginning of the story no she is that person yes you guys are that person and i find yes. it amazing that this farming thing for you was just a means to an end it was just for you 
as a stepping stone to get to where you really want to get and yet still all your steps all your right. changes right. all your rejections all your disappointments they brought you full circle back to the thing that you do full time that is making you money and keeping you independent and now i have much 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 love and appreciation for it i had it before but it was more of excitement and fascination and that kind of thing now it's just pure love like i'm so excited about it what i'm going to plan now what crap coming in how is it going to go about what how much it is going to be at that time you know now terry i have young guys in the community that come to me now and say um sometime last week somebody came to me and they said um he wants to plant some sweet potato and he's asking if after i reap the sweet potato that i have right now if he can get some of the slips or buy them from me i'm like no you're not to buy them i can give you some of them and he's asking me if i can come and help him because he realizes that i plant sweet potato i have a good hand yes potato you so know and it's so there's also success in in sharing and I, and i always speak about this you know i always say that you know when 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 life has been good to you Mm-hmm. and you are experiencing success you know in to level up you have to you have to open up your hand and in opening up your hand and helping someone else you receive the blessings to me it does not so make true. any sense that you are trying to hold on to everything you know and everything because when you never understand somebody exchanged with you when you came so to Manchester with your mother and the tour you never know nothing you never know your knee from your elbow It was people who exchanged information that no you can look back and say look at where my mother and I are at now. And so for somebody else to come and say hey I need some assistance it is important for us to remember the persons who opened doors gave us opportunities gave us lending hands and we have to do the same. So and true. I salute you I salute you for saying yeah man we can do that like a thing for you man yeah we'll go boss you. Uh-huh. Years from now he could be in the same position as you to help the next person. So true. So Tonyan, I mean I know that we've been speaking for like a long time, but you know what? I also remember that even though you were you were disappointed with the fact that you came second at the Miss Universe Jamaica, if I'm not if I if my memory serves me correctly, like months after like maybe 2 months later, yes. you you were a recipient of the Prime Minister Youth Award for Youth Development, which I think is a really big deal. It Come is. on now. Come on it now. It is. It is. Terry, I've never thought of a prime minister's youth award. To be honest with you, I I wasn't aware of that award. I wasn't aware of that ceremony at all, at all. So it was so cool. It was so, when I got a call to say um I've been shortlisted and I need to do an interview. I wasn't even in Jamaica and I got the call today and I said, "Oh, I'm coming home next week." and they said i'm sorry but tomorrow is the last day and i'm like can we do it on skype right and, I did it. and while i was doing the interview i was so nervous and i remember the last question the actor said if you don't get this award um or is there anything you'd like to say and i said yes thank you so much for considering me like this is such an this is such an, an honor, honor even in its in in and of itself yes and then i said win lose or draw Thank you so much. So now I'm a Prime Minister's Youth Award nominee. Wow. Wow. And, and that everybody started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> 
I didn't think, I didn't know if I was going to get the award. I wasn't even thinking of the award because it happened. I got the text yesterday and the interview was today. It was just so overwhelming. I was like, wow, that's and so me, nice. And let me ask you, coming off of a disappointment, which was yes. Miss Universe Jamaica, what did that do for you? Did it, did it, did it, in other words, did it show you that you don't have to win in order to be rewarded? You don't have to win a particular competition or come first in a particular competition in order to still be acknowledged and awarded for the work you do? Like, what were you thinking? Just do your best, Terry. Somebody is always watching and even so, the integrity will bring you through, you know? Just do your best at all times. Be good. Because the Prime Minister's Youth Award was for youth, um, was for excellence in youth development. Mm -hmm. So that was for the work that I've been doing, you know, inspiring, you know, just motivating these children from all parts of Jamaica, from ages from about six to as old as maybe 60s, 50s. Yeah. So it's amazing, Terry. It's amazing. It's truly amazing. It was, and, wow. And I guess, and I guess it always goes back because I always like to connect the dots that everything you do, everything you say, every interaction that you have, every decision you make, they're all compounded. They're all connected. And at some point in time, they help you to prepare for your next season. Whether you know what your season will look like or not, something that was a seed that you planted from you were like 14 ended up getting harvest. You actually ended up getting harvest years later in 2019. And that is something that probably would have blown your mind. I ha that's what I'm saying. I, I had no idea at all, at all, at all. They were just interested in the work and they wanted to know more about it. And that's pretty much, I just told them about the work and what I've been doing and that kind of stuff. And they were so impressed also by me being a farmer mm -hmm. and doing that kind of work because all of that volunteer work, Terry, even when I come down on weekends, on Sundays, when I go to see those kids, I transport them, JCDC festivals, I'm the one... All those costumes were financed from my farm. All the, the the parents did not have the money at all, at all. And boy, some of them try, but it wouldn't cost five hundred dollars. So the lunch, the transportation, the costumes. Your farm did that. My farm did that. Hmm. I tell you, the thing that was once your stepping stone actually became your pillar. It became your foundation. Oh my God, remarkable story. <laughs> At just 26, I think you are remarkable. And I think, I think you represent a different generation. It's a generation that we don't often see within the profession of farming. And farming to me is one of the most important professions you could have because they feed us. Farmers feed us. And I don't think it is something to be taken for granted, but I just absolutely love the fact that you took something that you were not too sure of, you changed it into fascination, and now it has become your it has become your life. And so I'm going to ask you, in your own words, whether it is a sentence or not, what does redirection mean to you? Coming from somebody who all you used to think about is Hollywood and Steve Harvey and Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry, that now you are looking at me and saying, Terry, I love what I do. I get up every day renewed and excited to be a farmer. I am proud of it. And this is what I love because of redirection. What does redirection mean to you? Growth. 
In my words, growth. What would I say? I didn't know I was poor and coming from nothing, I think I'm a beaming something. And boy, I don't even know. I don't know how much people I can reach. And as long as I have life, I will try to reach as many people as I can reach. But it's just to keep going, keep going and keep doing. And as long as you can dream it, you can do it. You know, accept yourself. You can be anything you want to be, do anything at all you want to be. I think a lot of these things that are placed on farming and different on, um, non-traditional um, career paths and goals are just mind blocks. Mm-hmm from holding you back, from achieving your full potential and your full self, you know, the world is a stage, make your best for performance and keep reaching for the stars. I love that. I love that. And I will continue to say that even when you dream of anything, um, you know, again, it may not, your dream may not necessarily come out being the way you think it's going to be. But mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead. Appreciate every moment, Terrence. You see all those moments and all those things that you pass by. You know they said the the stone the builder fuse mm-hmm. becomes the head corner stone. Mm-hmm. You know I appreciate everything, Terry. And as much as farming was never my first choice, or I did, I was never aware that I'd ever be a farmer. Mm-hmm. I was always, always grateful. And I never throw stone behind me. Never. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Where do we find you? Like, where we find you? Or you only sell to, like, supermarket and big people? You know, big, big establishments. So I know no, I won't find you in the coronation market anymore. So how do, do, how do we support you? How do we find you? Or even if somebody who owns a restaurant or something won't buy from you, where they, where they find you? Um, you can, I can, I can give you my Instagram handle. Go you can reach me at, um, Tony and Layla, pretty much that's my handle on all social media. Tony and Layla, T-O-N-I-A-N-N-L-A-L-O-R. From Manchester. Manchester. From Manchester. Cool, Manchester. Cool. Manchester. <laughs> Tony, I'm, I'm still working on it. You're still working on it. Tony, Ann, thank you so very much. I'm 26, doing a lot of things. You've been through a lot. Um, I salute you as a young person. Um, you know, things could have turned out many different ways had you chosen to go a different route. And you just kind of said, you, you know, you wanted to honor your mom. You wanted to honor your family. And so you did everything that you could do the best way you knew how. And I am, I am pleased to know you privileged to know you and i cannot wait to see how many more trucks and how many more lands that you're not just going to lease but that you're going to own and we speak it over your name so tony and Layla, thank you so very much and i will see you very very soon in cool cool manchester manchester Manchester. thank you Uh, thank you